Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. Season two. Mike, you want to bring us in or should I bring <laughs> no, us in? No, I think you should bring us in, Jim. You're our captain. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> We're back after a, after a spring and summer hiatus. It's season two, episode one of the highly talked about, much anticipated pregame, postgame podcast show. Jim Zoki, Mike Pacheco with you. Mike, great to be back for another season of Panthers football. Fun, whatever frivolity is. It sounds like a fun word. Yes, it does. I think there's frivolity involved. I think, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. And uh, jocularity too, maybe jocularity at times, mayhem. Uh, but uh, anyway, it <laughs> should be an interesting season. You know what's funny about this team is like we could sit here and go, oh, I think we have the makings of you know a division champ or a 12 win team. Yeah, I have no idea. Let's just be honest, I have no idea. I think we're going to be good, but I thought that last year and we were for half the year, right? And we ended up seven and nine, did not see seven and nine coming when we were starting this last year at this time. So I'm kind of excited just to see where it goes. But I do like a lot what Marty Herney and the front office has done with assembling the parts and pieces to, to make this team a winner. And uh, we'll see how it how it folds, uh, you know, how it folds, how it unfolds as, as the season goes on. Well, I think I saw the other day Vegas had the Panthers in one of the services, I think at uh, seven and a half, the over under on the win total. Uh, I think I'm going to go over on that. I, I, I still think. Like last year, I think this team has that uh, 9-11 to 11 win potential in it. There's just a lot of factors before you can say definitively, you know, you know the Saints, obviously, in the division. They're going to be tough. Uh, you know, does Atlanta get better? I don't think Tampa Bay is going to get, get, gets much better. But, you know, Bruce Arians and uh, Jameis Winston, that, that could be interesting. And then you look, you know, league-wide, you know, obviously you would think the, the other division winners would be Los Angeles, who the, the Panthers will play on Sunday. And then uh, you, you – Maybe pencil in Dallas now that they have Ezekiel Elliott at the at the other division, and then uh, you know maybe maybe Philadelphia as a wild card. So where, you know, where else do, do the spots come from? But I well, I agree with you. I think what's interesting is the moves that this team has made, especially on defense. You bring in a guy like Bruce Irvin, won a Super Bowl with Seattle. Uh, Gerald McCoy, who's been in the division with Tampa Bay, and now he's coming off a lackluster year, so he's got something to prove. I mean, I, sometimes it's good when guys come in that have something to prove, Jim, and, and he's a guy that fits that that, that bill. And, and and now that they're going to that new 3-4, they're going to have that hybrid 3-4 with some 4-3 looks or vice versa because it's going to depend on matchups and games. Uh, I think the biggest question mark, though, is you know does the leadership void get filled? Thomas Davis is gonna, not going to be – in the middle linebacker spot, or the you know he's not going to be one of the linebacker spots. Luke Kuechly obviously the middle linebacker, but he's not going to be with a with that three four look. It kind of made him a little bit obsolete, if you will. Mm -hmm. So the team moved on from him. Uh, offensively, I, I think Curtis Samuel's had a great offseason, had a great end of the end of the the, uh, 
into the, the the season last year personally, and then had a great offseason, good camp. So it's going to be fun to see him and DJ Moore now into his second year. Uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, has just you know continued to to build and build and build. And you know as we heard, we're taping this after the Cam Newton press conference. Cam was not on the uh, he was not on the injured list, so th- that's that's good news. And and hopefully he's one hundred percent. He feels good, and all all systems go. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, again, they're hitting the season. It was nice that, yeah, I was talking with Marty Herney about this earlier today. It was nice that, uh, you know, they brought in Joey Sly because they did like his potential, but he was basically brought in as a camp body. Right. They had no idea right. at that time that Graham Gano was not going to play this year. And Marty said this was a week-by-week, day-by-day thing, and we just realized up against the clock, like, he's not healthy enough yet. So thank thank goodness that Joey Sly could kick. I mean, look at what Chicago and some of these teams are going through trying to find their, their right kicker. Who knows if uh, Panero will work out for Chicago? But th- you know, it's, again, if you're going to be a playoff team or whatever, that's another position you got to get right. And people think, well, I'll just go get Cody Parkey or whatever. Well, people no, discard does, Cody. Parkey. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, so that's even that worked out well for them this year. And when you bring in the uh, the kicker roulette tryouts, like when you bring in the the you know the '68 Volkswagen Bug that has seven <laughs> kickers come out of it uh, on a tryout, like that's a bad sign. That's not something you want to see. And so, I mean, they were kind of fortunate that you know. Joey Sly made some big kicks at that 59-yarder in that uh, the last preseason game against Pittsburgh. He he looked good on his uh, on his PATs, and it was a situation. You know, Marty told us on the postgame show immediately after that Pittsburgh game. He said, "Look, I mean, you can kind of read between the lines at that point. He's like, look, you know, we've talked to Graham Gano, um, can't put any pressure on that plant leg. So, you know, at that point, it was like, okay, we'll have to wait a couple of days and see what happens. But you, you kind of knew at that point that that Sly was probably going to make the active roster, and that's exactly what's happened. And uh, you know, unfor- and I think what's also indicative too, Jim, what's interesting is, and it wasn't like he was on the pup list where he could come back or conditionally come back. I mean, he's out for the year. Yeah. So, so now buys the Panthers some time, and 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 Joe Sly, who's a, I've never heard this term before, but apparently he's a swole kicker. He is a swole kicker. He's a swole kicker, uh, and he uh, he <laughs> it was funny that at Cam Newton's press conference today, it was really funny when he when he said he needs he, that Cam was speaking of himself saying he needs to be Joey Sly's swag coach because <laughs> I guess he wears like these really loose fitting clothes, and you know we do know that you know Sly's a pretty big bulked up guy and uh, certified trainer likes to work out, and, and you know when he's I guess you know Luke Keekley likes to watch film. This guy likes to. Um, pick up pick up weights yeah uh so i think it's gonna be it's if nothing else jim it's this is gonna be an interesting year i think there's a lot of um i don't want to say expectations but I, I i think there are a lot of wait and sees kind of out there it's like i think that this team has the potential to do some good things but you need to see this team together they, they didn't really have a lot of t- action in the in the preseason together um so i think that that could be an advantage because you know the Rams aren't exactly sure what they're going to see with this new-looked offense. We didn't mention, uh, you know, Chris Hogan coming in from New England as well. So that gives Cam another safety valve. And another thing that Cam said— And a guy who beat the Rams. And a guy who beat the Rams, <laughs> right. Well, it was so funny because he was, he was, you know, in the in the media scrum in the locker room. Uh, you can tell he played for New England because he, he didn't give up any anything. He's like, you know, well, you know, we just got, got good pressure on him. That's what you need to do. Right. Yeah, of course, that's what you need to do. But— uh, I, look, I, I'm excited about this year. I think this team, again, I think I'm, I'm optimistic. I think this team has a chance to do some things. Um, they got to stay healthy. Uh, defense has got to play faster than they did last year. I think the the pieces on the the chessboard are better than last year overall. Um, and I think offensively, you know, this could be the sky's the limit if everybody stays healthy. Uh, I mean, just think about this for weapons, right? I mean, Curtis Samuel. Uh, DJ Moore, you got Greg Olson. Hopefully, he's health, healthy for the whole year, right? Then you throw in CMC, and now you got 
uh, you know, and this before you go too far down the depth. Hey, you got Chris Hogan, who can be kind of that maybe that Edelman slot receiver type guy. Um, and what's interesting, what, what Cam said about CMC, what somebody asked him what what Christian McCaffrey meant to him, and he, it was like he listed off a bunch of great lines, you know, like safety valve, uh, easy button, you know, life <laughs> harness. You know, and he's like, that was funny. you know, old go to. I mean, it was it was that was that was great. But that's. Uh, and you throw in Norv Turner and, and kind of the creative genius that he is, and you know Ron Rivera is going to be calling the the defenses. So I think I mean I think there's a lot of a lot of good things looking into the season. Rams are a, a tough test out of the gate though because of just the fact that not only are they good, well, they're but loaded too. Well, it's the way they're good though. They're so next level in their thinking and the intricacies. Yeah. They're a difficult right. team to prepare for first game out. Right. And again, you know, we're just that, I'm not slighting the Panthers by any means, and you can't win by manipulating play clocks and all that. you got to be good at what right. you do. But the Rams were 13-3 and last year, and you know, they reached the Super Bowl, and they didn't really stumble till they got to that Super Bowl game. So um, it's a difficult one to prepare for out of the gate because Sean McVay's had an entire offseason to – you know, kind of stew over a Super right, Bowl loss, right. but also they're, they're innovators. So I would think they're going to be showing things they've never even done last year. Third year in that system now for him and Goff, who just got the contract extension there. A healthy Todd Gurley. So, I mean, again, we're not afraid of the Patriots, the Rams, or anybody else like that. But, you know, not exactly a soft opening to the season when the L.A. Rams come to town for the opener. No, and as Ron Rivera mentioned to Jim, it's a measuring stick game. You know, they'll kind of see where they are up against the elite in the in the NFC and I think, again, it's going to be a, a good test, but it's one that they're going to be ready for. Look, this is one of those games, too, where, you know, it's the first game. And somebody asked Ron Rivera this, too. Uh, I should be taking notes on who's asking these questions. I feel like I'm <laughs> sledding everybody. But know that we know who you are. We just forget who you are right now. But um, maybe it was Phil Orban. But said, you know, are you still excited about uh, opening? You know, this is what your, like, ninth opening day as a head coach. I mean, is it still, you know, exciting or is it just kind of old hat? And Ron was like, no, it's – you know, it's still exciting. And it is for every – I mean, I don't care how many years you are. Your first game of the year, even for broadcasters, I think it's the same thing. Like, yeah. as many years as we've been doing this, you know, opening day, just – it's the start. It's a new beginning. You know, it's – you know, the the records are thrown out from last year. For the most part, you're forgotten about last year, except maybe a few plays. Uh, but you're really focusing on, on the task ahead. And, look, the sky – like, everybody's undefeated right now. It's, you know, on Sun or Thursday when things kick off, and then on Sunday where, you know, records start to mean things. But, I mean, you spend a lot of time around baseball. What is spring training, about six weeks? Yeah. You see a lot of guys play a lot of innings of baseball. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. a real good sense. They almost have, like, a full season of stats before the season begins coming out of Florida or Arizona. The, the way the NFL preseason works is you don't get to see. Right, right You know, right. we saw a couple snaps of Cam Newton. We got to see a little taste of Gerald McCoy. And now we'll finally see that with Bruce Irvin paired with Mario Addison right. and Brian Burns. Okay, four sacks in the preseason. Well, this is going to be different than that. You're not going to get four sacks in 12 snaps like you did in the right, pre- right. It's not that easy. But, you know, this is kind of like – remember. I don't know if you remember this. This is probably going back to like 1987 or 1988. And uh, that's when uh, Dennis Conner and Stars and Stripes, America's Cup, was the yeah. the Stars and Stripes was the big boat. And, like, they would take the boat out, I guess, to do work on it. And they would – it was like a CIA project. They would have tarps draped all over it. And they'd have, like, things in the way of the photographer so they couldn't get a piece of the – you know, take, take a picture of this, you know, new hull that they were – uh, super designed hall, and I think it's a little bit like this in the preseason. Yes, the, you do want to get reps, and we talked about this on the post game show with Eugene. You know, and I agree with Eugene. You know, the the sense is I think maybe you play one or two series in the first game, the second game maybe you play the quarter, the third game you play the half, and then the fourth game it's just put in the guys that need to to fill up the rest of the roster. And sometimes that formula you can do it. This year obviously was, and that's becoming less of the trend. 
But I think there is an element too, Jim, where I think the mentality is we practice so hard and we do so many things in practice that practice is, you know, so emphasized that that's where you get your chemistry. That's where you and – and I think – I like the idea of doing it in games, but I think the mentality now across the NFL is doing a lot more work in practice and, and really coming out of the gates on that first game. Yeah, and, you know, for this team, it's a unique schedule, same for Tampa Bay, in that it's almost like – a staggered doubleheader with Tampa Bay coming in on Thursday. Absolutely, yes. And so, yes, they're going to say all the right things. Like we're focused, and they are. They're fully focused on the Rams. But I asked Coach at the uh, the kickoff luncheon we did last Friday. Mick uh, Mick was with me for that, and I asked Coach, and we had three of the players up there on the stage with us, as well for the touchdown club. And I said, what I'm leading into here is like, you know, you do have a game where normally you would practice, you have a day off Tuesday, practice Wednesday, practice Thursday, walk through Friday. You got a game Thursday night. Uh, how do you handle that as far as being ready for the second game? And he said, we've been sprinkling in stuff all through training Absolutely. camp because yep. we've been sprinkling in some Ram stuff. We've been sprinkling in some stuff for Tampa Bay, stuff they do, stuff we want to try against them. And K.K. Short just looks at him and goes, you sneaky son of a guy. <laughs> 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 you, were, you were tricking us the whole time. But the coach got a big grin on his face. So, yes, it is one of the time, but because of the schedule being what it is, you don't want to put everything into the Rams, and all of a sudden you have to cram for Tampa Bay. Right. you got to be working on two things at once, mostly the Rams. Uh, so it is an interesting start to the schedule. you got to be ready right away out of the gate. There's no just like easing into this right. season. you got two games. Week two hits Thursday right. after Monday. Right. Well, and then I think there's also the element too, Jim, where you're, you're, you're putting stuff in all the time. And, and some things you are co-designing where you know, okay, this is definitely going to work week one, but if we don't use it, maybe that will work down the road against somebody else. So mm-hmm. I think you're always you know, putting in – I mean, the NFL playbook is so big. I mean, there, there's so much stuff that they probably never get to uh, that they think they're going to get to in just one game that, 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 that you can kind of keep that fresh, especially in the case of Tampa Bay where there will be stuff that they liked that they maybe didn't get to that they can bring back when they play Tampa Bay the second time around. What a they, weird Tampa Bay double schedule we have. Like first is the Thursday night, first week, right. and the other one's the, the London game. game. So both are yeah. kind of like uh, – Have you been eating fish and chips to get ready for that? I've, I was doing that anyways. <laughs> I just, I just uh, love fish and chips. Bangers now. and mash? Yeah. Wait, is that Scottish though, or is that you English? You drink Boddingtons. I do drink warm beer. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, Guinness was good too. That's so, Irish. I, I know, but it's the UK. The whole, whole thing. I've never been to the UK, so I can lump them all together. Yeah. It's like New England. It's right. all the states. Yeah. It's right. Vermont. It's right. Rhode Island. Yeah. It's everybody. Yeah. Well, just don't stay. Don't stay at the, the Trump Resort in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that probably wouldn't go too well. <laughs> I will stay at the Team Hotel because it's paid yeah, for. It's paid for. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's good. It's an interesting first half of the season because you also. With London, you've got two, in the first half of the season, two West Coast trips. Yes. You've got Arizona, and San Francisco is the next game a week later out of the London trip. You get the bye week and then San Francisco. So you've got three extended trips in your first seven games this year. So, again, the Panthers uh, really have to be, like, ready to roll right out of the gate first part of the season. This could come up on them real quick. And I think it's almost, and you heard Cam Newton talk about this today, I think there's this, and you always want to do this, so it's not like this year's any different, but. With the schedule layout, you really want to come out with a with a bang. I think this year, you know, if you knock out, I mean, you get that first win, then you got to get downhill because you know the back half of the year is not any cakewalk either. 
There's no easy games in the NFL. There are no easy We're told games this. in the NFL. We can start quoting right. all the old uh, GM and head coaching references. Well, and you don't league. want to have a you know you don't, you don't want to pick a bad day to have a bad day. No, exactly. Hey, it took a 63-yard field goal to beat the New York Giants, who didn't have a great year last year. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's all of those quotes, and there's all the reality of like this, there's always games you don't expect to lose, and hopefully you win a lot more. No, than but there but there is to. a I think there is a phenomenon, if you will, that when you look at when you're looking ahead, and, and I haven't done this yet, and I, I generally don't like doing this, but you know, when you look down the schedule and you say, okay, that's a win, that's a loss, that's a win, that's a loss. But there, there, there does come a point, though, when you are looking at down the road where if you are the team that you want to be and you want to be a 10 or 11 win game, I mean, you do circle games that you say, okay, this is a game we have to win if we're going to be a 10 or 11 win game. And then there's a couple that are toss-ups that you're like, okay, great to win that game if we don't win that game. You know, then there's, there's a couple games where you circle and you're like, okay, these games going to be really tough. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, this, and starting out, this is what's a tough one. This isn't, you know, this isn't going to be a cakewalk on on Sunday. Nope, absolutely not. All right, well, we're happy to have you. I know the night season didn't end the way that you wanted no, to with the playoffs because you'd be actually getting ready for a playoff game happening tonight, right? I, I would be leaving uh, this podcast to go do a baseball game tonight, which is only a block away. So actually, in hindsight, it would have worked perfect today. But in general, you're not as busy as you would have been today. No, and uh, so now it, it gives me time to uh, head over to Holy Trinity and, and be a dad and uh, watch the two and zero Holy Trinity Bulldogs. Uh, get ready for the game this Saturday. I'm the I'm the game. I'm the team videographer. I do the uh, the the team. You know the, t- the game film. Good, good. Because you need one more job. I so do. I'm well, this one's this one's a volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get paid for this one. Oh, this is a volunteer job yeah. too, don't you? Know? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't tell you that. Oh, I've been wondering where the check is. No, it's uh, yeah, it's all uh, it's all for charity. <laughs> it's pro bono. It's all for charity. It's for the kids. It's for it's the kids. For the, we're doing it for the kids. Exactly. And for you. All right, well, folks, we'll catch up with you next week in between those uh, two games uh, coming up next week on the pregame, postgame podcast show. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench, everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS.